0: Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the podcast. As always, man, I want to thank you for taking time checking out today's show. If you would, make sure you visit thepursuitofmanliness.com. There you will find this podcast episode and all previous podcast episodes. You can also learn more about Tribe. You can see the most recent Pursuit of Manliness blog. Learn more about our upcoming men's retreat this fall, uh, suggested reading, and more. I also want to remind you on this Quiet Life podcast to make sure you visit armoredcoffee.com. Armored Nation Coffee has been a sponsor of the Pursuit of Mailliness for about a couple years now. And Randy Levere, he is the founder. And I'll, I'll be honest, they are all about faith, family, country, and coffee. They are a small, purpose-driven Combat veteran-owned and operated coffee company based in beautiful, and that's an understatement, Brown County, Indiana. I know Randy personally. He is who he says he is. He's a hardworking guy. Uh, He's a guy that is working a full-time job. He goes home and he brews the coffee himself. I don't understand the whole process, and I'll get into more of that uh, later on in this podcast. He brews the whole stuff himself. He bags it. His kids are involved in it. So when he ships it out, you know that he's put it in there. There's not no one else is doing this. There's not a, an assembly line or anything. I've, I've heard of you know companies that say, we're about veterans, we're about this, that, or the other, only to find out, they're really not. Uh, Randy is. that—that That is who he is. So uh, go to armoredcoffee.com. When you select your coffee, you can do a subscription or individual bag or however you want to do it. I, I would recommend the darker, the better. That's my selfish opinion. But when you check out, put in pursue mailiness in the coupon code, all capital letters, as if you're typing out one word and you'll save 25% off your order. Armoredcoffee.com. All right, I'm sure you've heard of buyer's remorse. This is where you buy something, house, something on Amazon, whatever, eating at a restaurant, and then you think, why did I do that? You ever get buyer's remorse? Well, sometimes I get podcaster's remorse. I record something, I think about it, and then I go and think, I don't like that. That's, that's not what I had intended on saying, and that just happened about 45 minutes ago. recorded a podcast, uh, this Quiet Life podcast that you're listening to right now, and thought, I don't think that is what I had intended to say, and I don't think that is what I want uh, you guys digesting, and I do think about uh, you listening to this and, and, and what you're hopefully you may or may not do with the content that's delivered. I'm I'm certainly not delivering this content just to hear my own voice. Right. But what, who I am talking to first and foremost is myself. All right. I've said that for, you know, where are we at seven years now, whatever the pursuit of manliness is my pursuit of biblical manliness as well. And so that means I'm, I'm learning and growing and, and getting sharpened and, and hopefully doing the same for you as well. And so, um, I, 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 I'm going to back way up. I'm going to back up to about, goodness, three and a half weeks ago, four weeks ago, somewhere in there. It, it was that week between Christmas and New Year's, you know, that week that it, it's just kind of a – depending on what you do for a living, it's kind of a blur. It, I, you know, I'm a pastor, so we have that weird week. You know, We have Christmas Eve services. We have Christmas Day service because it was on a Sunday. Uh, we did ours online. And then we have New Year's Day service. And so you have this weird kind of week where we – closed the office during that time. And I was out of town with some family and, uh, my wife and kids. And, um, I will say this, my wife, her mother, and, and I have a sister-in-law, you know, in particular who are ridiculous cooks. I mean, they can, they can make great food, they can bake, whatever. Um, so here we are, you know, in this holiday season gathered and on this particular day is what they call the big meal. (laughs) Now. If you've ever been to any of of, the, of our meals, they're all big meals. But this is the bigger meal of the big meals. And I, you know, I've told you before, I can't I can't cook a lick. I'm um, I'm not good on the grill. I can do a few things over a fire. Maybe um, I can reheat a pizza. I'm not. I'm just not. I didn't. I did not inherit that that skill set. I can get through it if I have to, and have and have uh, times before. But I, I can't cook, so I, I respect those who can, and they can. And so on this particular day, it was the big meal day. So I believe that the, the meat selection was ham, uh, roast, and then brisket. And the brisket had been, you know, an overnight process, as a lot of you guys know. I, I don't think there was turkey, but there may have been turkey, maybe not. And so not a place for vegans. And then we had you know, we had vegetables, we had mashed potatoes, and they, they do the, you know, they, they cut them, you know, the whole, by hand, the whole deal. And, uh, you know, all the stuff. So this is happening, you know, and when you have big meals like this, you're not going to eat at noon, rarely do you eat at like a, so it's like one, you know, one thirty, something like that, but it's been smelling like this for hours. So I'm sitting there and, and I don't know what I was doing. I feel like I was working on something and I kept, you know, thinking, man, I can't wait to eat now where well, there's 20 of us in a house here. Uh, 10 are like 19 to nine years old. So we have, you know, 10 of those are, you know, nieces, nephews, whatever, and then there's Five of us couples, so twenty people in the house. We're going to eat a lot of food, and so you're hungry, and you're thinking about being hungry. But you know, I, I'm a believer in going last, and so you think, man, by the time I get through that line, it's going to be another, you know. And you have all these. This is what I'm thinking. I don't know what y'all are thinking, but um, uh, over in the corner, we have a we have this table, and it is loaded with baked goods like cookies, several different types of cookies, uh, kringla, uh, you know, caramel popcorn. Like we had the retreat, if you're here, you know what I'm talking about there. Uh, we had like Chex Mix, uh, Puppy Chow, pastries, I think a couple of pies made an appearance. And I'm thinking, you know, I could just, just snack on that, you know, and just kind of hold me over. But I really want to eat the brisket. That's what I'm thinking about, the brisket, personally. And I'm thinking if you fill up on caramel corn and cookies and whatever, you know, in the moment that might suffice. But in the long run, what a waste. Right When you think about what you could eat, what you could devour, that, that's a waste compared to you know cookies versus brisket. I like them both and had them both, I'm sure, but I, it, it really hit me. That, to me, was almost like a snapshot of my Christian life at times. Is it worth it? <laughs> or maybe a different way to ask the question is, what do you really want? There's a lot of times in life that we say, you know, I need to be more disciplined. I need to grow in this or that or, you know, I need to eat better. I need to pray more. I need to exercise more. I need to, you know, whatever. Listen, we're never short on needing to improve ourselves. I think we can all agree on that. But we may have an area that we've kind of set our sights on and say, okay, I want to do that. If you've ever decided you're going to eat healthy, you then realize all the opportunities to not eat healthy. Uh, when I when I was a grown man, I'm thirty some years old, I got braces. Okay. And uh, it was a way our insurance I never had braces and said so they pull these teeth. It was a whole debacle. Nothing like being a thirty year thirty five year old guy teaching kids in children's ministry with braces who have braces. I mean it was just a it was a bonding experience to say the least. But here I am. And it was a realization when I got braces put on, all the times I would snack on junk. And I just decided during that time like I'm Obviously, I'm not going to eat Snickers or I'm not going to eat, there's certain foods I didn't eat. It was just a realization that moment, you know, like, no, don't do that. It's going to be a mess if you do that. And then you kind of have this poor me feeling. You ever get that? (sighs) No, I can't have ice cream because I'm, you know, no, I can't eat that or no, I, you know, I'm not going to do that or whatever it is. And I think we look at living a disciplined life as punishment. What we need to ask ourselves is what do you really want? You say, I want to save money. I want to eat better. I want to get more active. I want to pray more. I want to read my Bible. I want to start start right now. Why on earth would we say that we want something and it's a value to us if we're not willing to start on it right now, immediately right now? I got too much junk. I need to start purging this stuff. Do it right now. Start purging right now. Go for a walk right now. Get your Bible out right now. Like you say, Oh, I'll I'll, I'll get on that. I'm going to get on that tomorrow. Don't start right now. Do the next right thing right now. So much in life comes down to what do you really want? You know, we say, Well, I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want him to forgive my sins. I want to live forever with him. Great. We have this book with 66 other books inside of it that is more than sufficient in equipping you to live out what you say you want to believe. But. Living a life of restraint isn't always fun, and sometimes the flesh shows up, and sometimes the self tries to override the spirit, and that's never going to work. But you said that's what you wanted. No, 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 that's, that's what I want. So we either become like a con artist Christian who say this is what we want, and we blame society and culture and friends and our upbringing and all that stuff, or we say, you know what, line in the sand moment. What I really want is this. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to do it. <clears throat> and in the beginning, maybe not everybody's going to get the pom-poms out and cheer for you because they said we've heard this before. But in time, not only will they see a difference in you, but you're going to prove something to yourself. Because internally, I think a lot of guys know you're kind of an imposter. You're putting on one thing, but internally we're something different. Well, living a disciplined life begins to wear those things down. I talk about daily measuring yourself, doing something that maybe you don't really want to do, and you measured yourself. You said, I can't do that. <clears throat> I I I can withstand that. I can get up and go walk when it's twenty degrees outside or when I typically would have ate that food at, 9:00 at nine o'clock at night. I'm not gonna do it now. I'm I'm gonna put my phone down, and get my Bible out, whatever. You you realize. I can do these things. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse eleven says, "For the moment, all discipline, all discipline." Now, the Hebrew writer, if you back up there, has been talking about juxtaposing kind of parental discipline with godly discipline, discipline from God. Now, I want to say this: there are a, a number of guys, a lot of them who would say, "You know, my upbringing, the discipline was was out of bounds. Either it was sexual, it was mental." It was emotional. It was physical. I mean, there's a, a list. I mean, abuse isn't neglo- isn't put in like a little jar and said this is this is what abuse is. It comes in all shapes and forms, and you guys know that. And so, when we think of discipline, we automatically think of like this 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 punishment that we're going to get because we failed once again, or you know, again, could be for whatever reason. We need to have a better understanding of God. And that's what Hebrews 12 has kind of given us an image of. And I say, if you want to read Hebrews 12, and I I recommend that you do, I would encourage you to read Hebrews 11 first. It talks about people, and some of them you're going to recognize their names, who lived out their faith, and not all of them got a homecoming parade. Okay, Some of them had, had to go through some real hard things. For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Now the Hebrew writer is talking about you know a discipline of growing in your faith and weathering away the sinfulness, the flesh. You know, Hebrews chapter 12, 1, you go to the top of that chapter, therefore since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So the things that get in your way, the things that hinder you, then get rid of it. You say I want to eat better. Then maybe you need to purge the ice cream. Maybe you stop buying cookies. Maybe you don't drive by the fast food restaurant. Maybe you can't take as many, you know, lunch meetings. Or you know, I don't, know, I don't know what it is for you. I want to save money. Great. Then maybe you need to get some stuff of your junk, you know, some of your stuff, and put it on eBay or Facebook Marketplace or whatever. Say, hey, I'm going to start making money right now. Right now, I'm going to start putting things up and saying for sale. Come get it. Buy it. I'll ship it to you. Whatever. Maybe that's what it is. You know, I want to grow my faith. Great. Then take the batteries out of the remote and put your Bible next to the chair where you sit at night. Or, or what? I mean, whatever. You have to decide what do I really want. So, if I really want to wait for brisket or roast or whatever, then don't stand by the cookie table because it is inevitable you're going to pick a couple up and then you just, you know, no big deal, no big deal. And then when it comes time for the good stuff, you're like. I'm, I don't have room for the good stuff. Or maybe you've seen kids do this. They don't want the good stuff because they've been filling up on sugar. And you're like, and you wonder why you feel miserable because you've been filling up on junk. Guys, we do the same thing. You wonder why, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, you feel miserable because you've been filling up on junk instead of things that will give you life. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hebrew writer says verse 2, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him endured the cross. You talk about something that you really don't want to do, but you know you're, you, you must do it. I'm not saying Jesus didn't want to die for us he didn't want to go through that. Father, if, if you are you know if there's another way, take this cup from me despising the shame and his seat at the right hand at the throne of God, he did it because he saw beyond his nose because he saw glory he saw eternity. He said, I'd rather have these people with me than not. So I said, what what do you really want? I know a lot of guys that say they want certain things. I want to have this, that, or the other. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Not if you don't start right now. You will never have those things if you wait for for the perfect moment because there'll never be a perfect moment. And maybe maybe you're going through some stuff, some discipline, some stretching, some character development because God's preparing you for something. Look at the Israelites in the wilderness wandering. And then they get to the doorstep and they're like, we don't want to go in there. It's too hard. You don't want it. He says, okay, I'll wait for you all to die. We'll send the next generation in. What do you really want and, and and is it worth it? Is it worth the wait? Is it worth the extra lap? Is it worth not buying? Is it worth putting off until you know the summer months or whatever it is? you get to the beach and think shoot should have lost some weight yeah well eating a sleeve of oreos in february isn't going to help you and listen i'm not i'm not teddy atlas here i don't know who that is i just i'm not you know no bodybuilder i'm just saying like it, the exchange rate do you want that it's going to require something of you my daughter has a boyfriend has a podcast, the take aim podcast. It's for young men. He does a great job at it and gets guests on the show and stuff. And I said, dang, I I don't know how you do that because he's a basketball player. And, and, um, that that it's like a full-time job, the varsity basketball team. And the, uh, you know, he volunteers at our church. They they do the the fundraising stuff for our youth groups and stuff. I mean, constantly they're doing something all the time. And, uh, I said, you realize what you're doing. There's a lot of guys who always say, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And they never do it. I've been on the phone with guys who will say, and I'm thinking about starting a podcast, you know, how did you do that? Or what did you and you say, okay, here's here's what I did, here's what I learned, here's, you know, what I did wrong. And they never do it. I had one guy, he had a whole ministry plan. He's never done a thing with it. I'm not, I'm not knocking you, okay? I hope you hear that. And that's why I wanted to change this up. But what I'm saying is then you really didn't want to do it. Because if you want to do it, you'll find the margin to do it. You'll get up a little bit earlier, or whatever it is. There are days, this, this thing started about 7.45 in the morning. There are days that I will do something, whether it's church-related or pursuit of maintenance related or tribe-related or herd-related or whatever, till maybe 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. You say, I don't want to do that. That's fine. That that That's fine. Maybe you can do it different. Maybe you have a different... Maybe you work faster. Maybe you work better. Maybe you're more efficient. I don't, I'm just telling you, if if... If these communities are, you know, will happen, or if these conversations are going to happen, I can't sit back and wait for God to do it. He's already, He's preparing me to do it, and so He's gone before me. He's expecting me to get out of the hammock. I don't even own a hammock, but He's expecting me to get out of the hammock and get to work. Now He's the one that blesses our efforts, right? He's the one that gives the increase, not me. But we have a responsibility to do our part, and to so say, well, someday I'm. Um, um, I want to take a cruise with my wife and kids. When we're going to go on a boat. We're going to go to Alaska. We're going to do whatever. Uh-huh. Well, then you're going to need to stop going to gas stations and dropping 20 bucks all the time on junk food, or you're going to need to stop you know, buying the latest whatever comes out. You may not need the newest iPhone when it happens. You may not need you know, what, whatever. I don't know. You have to look at your finances. You have to look at your time. You have to say, okay, if I really want to take a cruise with my wife and kids, it's, they're not going to come to your door and say, we have a great offer for you. You, you may have to go work a second job for a while. We got a guy in our church who he's working like at a gas station throughout the night on the weekends because of the increase of everything that's gone up in in this world. And he says, You know, we've committed, we're homeschooling our kids. I'm going to provide. My wife's going to be with our our children. And uh, he'll come in and he'll kind of doze off on the couch for 45 minutes and then gets up and leads worship with us all morning. It comes down to want to. What do you really want? And is it worth it? Maybe it's not worth it. Maybe say what I really wanted. It's not worth it because the exchange rate for me is—it's just not worth it. I have to give up this for that. No, I don't want it. And I think there's guys that have done that. They've thrown in the towel because they, it just wasn't worth it. They were not willing to put in the work. But to say you want something and not put in the work—that's insanity. There, there's no way that is ever going to transpire. That's that's not gonna, that's not going to work. And so if you go through Hebrews chapter twelve verses 3 through 10, I read 11 to start with, he's talking about, again, not grow weary, don't wear out, stay in it. Yes, you've experienced discipline in your life. God is also disciplining you. He's doing it because he loves you. He's doing it because you are a child of God. He's doing it. I don't like his discipline. Then you don't want to be a child of God? No, 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 I do. Then this is what comes with it. He's disciplining you because he wants something far better for you. See, discipline is not punishment. It's realizing that something better down the road awaits you if you're willing to sacrifice. If you are not willing to sacrifice, then you take what you have and you say, this is as good as it's ever going to get. Personally, for me, I refuse to live that way. Now, I'm not no Jocko or I'm not getting up at four in the morning. I'm not doing that. But what I have determined is, again, if these things are going to happen, this is what will be required of me, and I'm willing to do it, or I'm willing to at least exert the effort and ask God to be present in it and bless it, or say, if God is not in this, then this will miserably fail. And believe me, there are things that have miserably failed that he wasn't in. But you realize, thinking I wanted it and doing it, that's, that's two different things. I've, I've shared before, I, you know, I'm a sports guy. I like sports. They're fun. I don't play them no more. But I like, them. and I, there was a period of time where I thought, you know what I might I might want to have a sports podcast. I want to have an idea I want to, and 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 I did it and nobody listened to any episodes and they're all go, just, they're all destroyed. I said, don't want it bad enough, not willing to put in the work to do it. I was doing that while I was doing this podcast and all the other things. I just did it during the day to see if I could you know see what really went into doing a sports type. And I tried to do it like a like a radio show type thing, and I realized don't care enough to do it. I really don't there are things that I I do care enough about or things that I do want to try, whatever. Great. Then you got to find the margin in that. You have to say, okay, if I really want it, is it worth it? And so those are two questions you have to consider or I want you to consider. I should say, you don't have to consider them. I want to encourage you with this as I end this. What do you really want in life? And is it worth it? Think about that. Men, once again, I want to thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. Again, if you're listening on iTunes, I would encourage you, please subscribe. And if you get the opportunity, leave a review. It's always encouraging for me to see how the show resonates with you. And I think it helps other people who may come across the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. The Pursuit of Manliness audio podcast is on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever else you grab your content. Thanks for listening and let's keep Pursuing Biblical Manliness.